Hi, I'm Taylor. I'm a student and a host of this podcast. Welcome to the Tay Talks podcast, a weekly conversation about wellness, life, travel, and healing. Thank you for joining me along my journey. You can catch me living my best life and being unapologetically me on Instagram at Tay Talks or by visiting my site, justtaytalks.com. Trigger warning, trauma, sexual violence, relationship abuse, intimate partner violence, mental health. This podcast discusses trauma, but should not be seen as a substitute for professional help. This is solely from my own personal experiences and views. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Tay Talks podcast. I have a very special guest here with me today, someone who I met in college and who has been a very big part of my healing process and has been a great support system uh, for me. And I'm so glad to have her on here just to chit chat and talk about an unfortunate experience that we both have experienced and have now been a part of. But I think one thing that I love about this guest speaker is her ability and willingness to find the joy in anything in life, whether it's painting, dancing, laughing. And I hope that she'll be able to share some of those tips um, with us today. So without further ado, or is it with further ado? I'm not sure, but <laughs> with further ado, I think it's with that. Without further ado, I welcome Carrington and I'm so excited to have you here and yeah, thanks so much for just being here and chatting with me. Thank you for having me. I love that. Yes, I'm so, so glad to have you here. So I will let you take your story however you want. If you want to start in the beginning, the end, the middle, if you need to give backstory um, and just talk about where were you in your life when your trauma happened. Okay. Um, so my story kind of begins, it was a few weeks after I turned 21 and um, school was about to start. I was still working at um, the warehouse working at, and, you know, turning 21, I had a lot of, um, I just had a lot of thoughts about, you know, where I was, you know, in terms of um, experience with, you know, sex and stuff. I didn't have any experience at all. Um, so there was this one person at my job who I never really had any communication with ever. Um, but I had a crush on him, you know, he was attractive to me and I was like, dang, he kind of fine, but whatever. Like, you know, we don't talk at all. Like we weren't friends or anything. Um, and it was one random day. It was, um, also, it was like, this whole, it, this whole situation, sorry, I stumbled a little bit, but this whole situation kind of happened 
in the course of a week. It was very abrupt and I did not see it coming, but um, the person, you know, approached me at work and I was taken back, you know, I never really had it to where I was like really excited because I was like, there's never been really a moment where somebody who I was like also really attracted to had any interest in me as well. So I was like super duper hyped that, you know, he approached me and, you know, we exchanged Instagrams and stuff like that. And it was all fine and good. Um, so for the course of the weekend, you know, we started talking a little bit. Um, and I don't even remember how it did a whole 180, but somehow, sorry about that. Um, you know, we started, the text started to get a little bit more heated, you know, um, and that was fine. You know, I don't really mind texting. That's not really something that, you know, I'm an English major. I can talk and make that shit real scripted, like descriptive and stuff. So I was like, you know what? Texting's fine. Um, and I, you know, I was like kind of thinking about work. I was like, this is a little awkward. You know, all we did was really text over the weekend. Oh, that's a little weird. Um, so he came up to me. It was the, you know, it was during work time. He was just like kind of making a joke out of it. I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. You know, this is, this is fine. Um, and he was like, you know, on my break, do you want to maybe like hang out? And I said, you know, sure. So um, on our break, we went to the parking lot and, um, you know, we were kind of, we were in my car. So, um, you know, we didn't move. And he was like, why don't you like drive away? And I was like, why, first of all, why would I drive out of the parking lot? There's no, like, if you leave the spot, it's going to get taken. Like, no, I'm not driving away. Um, and, you know, we were in the car and I didn't really, you know, at this point, I felt like I was in over my head a lot. I was like, oh, I don't know how I got here a little bit. Like, I'm, you know, a little, like, up until this point, like, I've never had sex um, or done anything, like, anything at all. I mean, like, you know, kisses, whatever, but, like, nothing really. Anyways, so he leans over and, like, he he doesn't even really kiss me. He just puts his mouth on me at that point. And I'm just like, uh, okay, well, disclaimer. I told him, you know, I've never done anything, you know, before. He was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's fine. Um, and then he's like, well, you know, we could go slow. So I'm like, that's fine. Okay. Um, and we, you know, went kind of to first, I'd say first base, I guess, a little bit. I don't, I don't really want to say exactly what happened because it's a little like, uh, but we went to first base and it was, I guess, okay. You know, I wasn't really, I was like, I, I'm fine with that. You know, the break's over, we get out of the car and I'm just kind of, you know, I'm on, you know, I'm working and he's kind of patrolling my workspace a little bit, which was weird to me. I was like, kind of feeling a little freaked out. So I was like, I don't really want to go further than where I went with him. So, um, the second break comes around and he's like, okay, let's go. Like, he's ready to go. I'm like, I, uh, I'm not feeling this. So I told him like, we were going, we were on our way out, but I was like, you know, I'm not really feeling this. And he's like, okay, sure. We can get to know each other. But his idea of like getting to know each other was learning like 
basic facts and just going straight. I knew like I wasn't dumb, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm just not feeling it today. You know, I'm just gonna go eat my lunch in the other break room. So I'm in the break room and he starts texting me and he's like, hey, I hope I didn't make you feel uncomfortable. And um you know, I was the type of person who at that point um, didn't like making people feel, you know, awkward or, um, you know, like terrible people. So I was like, no, you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's whatever, it's fine. You know, I'm just not feeling it today. I said, I'm not feeling it today, you know, but if this were another circumstance, like not at work, you know, like who really is in the mood at work. And also it's in a warehouse, like I'm sweaty, I'm gross, I'm not in the mood. Um, And, you know, through text, he's like, okay, that's fine. You know, I completely understand. Um, So the third and final break comes around. And um, so he's like, okay, can we like talk? And I'm like, sure. So we go to his car. And that's something that I think about a lot. We go to his car basically, and um, he drives away real fast from the parking lot. And I'm just like, whoa, um, okay, cool. What, this is off. And it's like three in the morning at this point because I work over and I work the night shift. Um, And we're driving out of the parking lot and he's, you know, he's like, uh, I'm trying to talk to him. I'm like, what? what do you want? What is this? You know, cause I'm kind of like, cause you know, we really discuss it really. It was just kind of like, you know, we say hi, we text and then this whole situation happened. So I was like, what is this? And he said, um, oh, I just want like a, a friend with benefits. I'm like, okay. You know, like, I get it, you know, just I don't really know you. So I'm sitting in this car, he's going like, it felt like 90 miles per hour in my head. And he's like, okay, well we can get to know each other. And he starts asking me questions about myself. He's like, let's play 20 questions. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, okay, cool. So we start, you know, asking questions. And then all of a sudden he's, um, he basically like unbuttons his pants and he's like, okay, now just put your hand on it. And I'm like, uh, okay, I thought this was 20 questions, but that was kind of the base where we got before. So I was like, that was kind of where we were, you know, the first break. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I mean, whatever. And then, you know, it's, you know, we're still playing 20 questions and I'm still doing that. And then he says, okay, now put your mouth on it. And at that point, I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, uh, no like I said no maybe about like it felt like a hundred times and I like told him you know I don't want to do that like I don't want to do that and he was like oh come on no I respect I respect women he's actually said this I respect women you know I have a mom you know I respect women it's okay just you know but also just do it like it was contradictory like women he'd be like yeah you know like I respect him it's okay but like do it and I'm sitting in the car he parked in a random ass neighborhood I don't even know I still don't know 
where it was, but it was like maybe three, four miles away from the warehouse. And um, like, it was dark. So I couldn't just get out of the car and walk away. And I didn't really know what else to do. Um, and it, you know, I, so it kind of happened, you know? And that wasn't, that wasn't something that I wanted to do, you know? Like, I really wasn't. Um, and you were clear about that. I was 100%. I couldn't have been clearer that I didn't want to do it. And um, yeah, so oh, in the moment, it just, I just felt like I didn't really have a place to go. Like, I didn't know what else to do. Like, it just felt like, um, like that was, I feel like the most out of control. I feel like I felt ever in my life, kind of like, I don't, like that was a whole different feeling that I've never felt before of being out of control. And I'm somebody who likes to feel like they are in control of a situation, but that situation just kind of snowballed, um, you know, way, way faster than I could have anticipated. Um, that was basically the situation. Yeah. All right. Let's unpack that first. Thank you for sharing your story and being brave and vulnerable and open. Um, not just to me, but I really thank you for sharing this with my community and the listeners. Uh, you and I have talked about this many, many times. Um, so I, I do just thank you again for being willing to share this with strangers. Um, and I, there's a lot of topics that came up um, that I want to talk about. So the first one I have is first sexual encounter, memory, I have 3 a.m., pressure, said no and out of control. So yeah. I think let's start with the out of control feeling and what was that like for you in that moment and maybe even the aftermath of it um, and, and how did you unpack that? So I was in the car kind of like, you know, I told you, I didn't really feel like I had anywhere to go. I didn't have anywhere I could just run off to. Right. Um, it just felt like I wasn't, you know, I didn't have much of a choice at the moment, even though, um, you know, in hindsight, I guess, you know, let's say someone would be like, oh, just get out of the car. Like, no, I really could not, like, I didn't know where I was at all, you know? Um, and it was just scary. Um, it was just a scary moment because like, also in another sense, I didn't know how he'd react to. And, you know, it was just like, it wasn't my car. Um, it wasn't, obviously he's done something. He's done this multiple times because how did he know where that area was? Um, and I don't know, it was just something that, it was just a whole new feeling of feeling out of control that I hadn't experienced yeah. until then. Um, yeah. And I think even possibly maybe you were feeling out of control because you weren't even in your own car also, right? Like you said, 
who didn't know the neighborhood. He drove, right? You don't even know him. No. And you were brought to this unfamiliar place with an unfamiliar person in an unfamiliar box, right? Car, when I think of a car, it's closed. And yeah. those pressure points can, can feel overwhelming and, and super scary. And going off of that, let's talk about the pressure. Let's talk about the, I laughed when you talked about 20 questions because 20 questions is supposed to be a game getting to know someone. It's not supposed to lead into a unwanted sexual encounter, right? Um, and I, I think that it sounds like there was a lot of pressure. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't realize that sexual assault, trauma, violation of boundaries, however you want to phrase it, rape, can come from a lot of pressure. It's not just penetrative force, physical sex, right, with someone in a dark alley or in a classroom or on the campus, right? It's not with a homeless man or a dark man with a black hoodie, right? It can, it is pressure. It's that coercive control. And I just want to expand a little bit about that. And did you realize those pressures that in the moment, or did you realize those pressures at, later on after you kind of process like, oh shit, this is what happened. I even remember you calling me um, and we processed that together. And I was like, I can't find this for you, but this is all valid, you know? And so how, how was that like identifying that pressure? So I didn't really know that he was kind of like, he was really pressuring me. Like it was like kind of even after it felt like he had his own routine kind of, it was very much like, oh, we're just buds. Like, you know, I'm not harm. I'm not a harmful guy. You know, I respect women. It was very much that um, kind of routine. Um, I don't know. I feel like I didn't really, I mean, I knew what, um, you know, coercion was, coercion, sorry. Um, I knew what that was um, before, but I didn't really know, like, I've never experienced that really in any situation. So um, I didn't realize, you know, that's what he was doing. Hey there, listeners. Quick, quick, quick PSA. And I... I just have to stop the, the episode real quick. I know you're enjoying it. I know you're enjoying it. But I did want to say that this podcast is a passion project. And there's so much work and so many hours that go into each episode's production, whether it's meeting with the guest speakers, taking time to create the material and the content, creating flyers, creating graphics, and just editing. The purpose of this podcast is to center each survivor, each guest, each issue, and to really make everyone feel comfortable telling their story and make sure that they, they are the center of their story and their experience. There is so much you can do to support this podcast and to get the word out to other college-age students, to get to the word out to other survivors, to get the word out to other community members, other people that you think would benefit from hearing these conversations. 
So please, please, please like, comment, share my Instagram post at Tate Talks. Please leave a review if you enjoyed the episode, if you are enjoying the podcast so far. Reviews help to reach a greater audience. If you go into your preferred listening app, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review straight from there. Again, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts is one of the best ways to support this podcast. And subscribing will ensure you don't miss any episodes because guess what? You don't want to miss these. Thank you again so much for being a great support system, um, for listening, for tuning in. And as always, you can follow me at Taytalks on Instagram and justtaytalks.com on my website. Appreciate you all. Okay, now let's get back to the show. When, you know, he was like kind of, it was kind of like, he was kind of playing like, you know, oh, you know, I'm sorry that I didn't realize that that made you uncomfortable. This was even after that whole situation. Um, it was the week after. And, um, you know, I was still freaked out. I was, I was kind of, I was shaken. I was very much shaken. I didn't know how um, to respond to that situation, especially with him. I avoided him like the plague in that warehouse. Um, and it, you know, he came up to me and, you know, apologized kind of. And he was like, you know, I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. And I was, you know, I didn't know how to tell people off at that point. Like I didn't know how to, I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't like making, I don't like making people feel uncomfortable. And that was like my problem, um, especially with him. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it was just pressure that I didn't even realize was pressure um, because of the kind of character he played you know, it was just very friendly, you know, that was probably it. And I didn't, um, while I was working there, I was very much, um, to myself. I didn't really make any friends at that job, um, because it wasn't really a job that you could, um, have much time to make friends and also the whole social distancing thing. So it was like, you know, you were kind of spaced out. So I didn't really have that many friends. So having someone come up to me and be like, kind of like, oh, you know, I'm harmless, you know, I'm, you can, you know, you can trust me kind of person. It was um, very much different at that point. And I even realized, you know, his, his kind of like tactics. Yeah, absolutely. So shifting lanes a little bit, I heavily relate to your experience um, being your first sexual encounter. Uh, my assault was my first sexual encounter too. That was the day I lost my virginity. And for me, it was a very hard thing to process because I wasn't like saving myself for marriage or anything, but I was saving myself for someone who respected and valued me and appreciated me. And that that wasn't that someone for me that was someone who actually didn't give a fuck about me and very much so didn't care about me my concerns my voice and I was very clear um just like you that this was something that I didn't want and so I just want to talk about 
the first sexual encounter and if if the word virginity ever meant anything to you and and I I hate I have like a love-hate relationship with the word virginity because I feel like it's such a a social like construct type of thing um and if you're a virgin it's like oh like you're goody two-shoes right but I or if you're a virgin like you're boring or whatever and so I feel like there's a lot of words associated with negative words that are associated with being a virgin um and so I just wanted to learn a little bit more about what that experience was like for you um if you had any like feelings towards your first sexual encounter towards the word virginity being a virgin like what was that like was there anger towards that being taken away from you or was it more like a it is what it is type of thing so I um you know like you said never really had any sexual encounters with anyone um and it was mainly I mean I'd say it was mainly because I wasn't comfortable with anyone true like I truly wasn't but there were a lot of instances I feel like where my friends would kind of be like oh when are you gonna lose yours or you know like you know all my friends kind of lost it way earlier in the game and then I was still um at level like zero and for the longest time I thought there was something you know wrong with me because I was 21 and I've never you know I've never done anything really um so I thought you know I need to just at some point get it over with um because that's kind of what I felt like I deserved at the moment was to just get it over with it didn't matter how or who um so when it came to that situation I just simply don't count it at this point I really don't count it for anything I'm like that was not my first anything um like I don't like I'm not gonna sit here and you know like try to not acknowledge that it happened but it doesn't have to count for me like I don't oh I'm sorry go ahead no no go ahead I'm just agreeing with you yeah I love that okay yeah um I don't know I just um I just feel like it doesn't it doesn't have to like these timelines kind of don't they're not real yeah so it's like you know I was sitting here waiting for something to happen just so I can have stories to like tell to my friends kind of so that I wasn't left out but at the end of the day like that kind of shit is not real like you just have to like like when it happens it will happen like that's why I couldn't really I never really um you know truly accepted because I'd always tell myself you know when it happens it'll happen but like I didn't mean it before then I really didn't I was like kind of still just sitting and waiting for something to happen um and feeling left out and inadequate that it didn't um but no that situation um really opened my eyes to like what I like what I didn't know I deserved I deserved a lot more than that so I was like no like it doesn't mean anything like that does not mean anything towards my you know experience towards my character that was him that is on him like that's not me yeah um yeah so I just stopped um altogether 
putting that much pressure and like, you know, value on not having sex. Cause it really, um, I don't know. It just really, it took up a lot of damn energy. I feel like with me. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just choose not to count it. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think that's so powerful. Um, and like you said, you're not dismissing the fact that your trauma happened, right? But you're you're taking a point to say that that wasn't the experience that you agreed with, right? That you were comfortable with, that you said yes to, because it was a violation of your consent. And um, I resonate with that as well. I that's something that didn't really click for me until. Uh, the last couple of months and I had disclosed to a friend and she was like wait this was your first sexual experience and I was like yes and she was like well she was like girl I don't even count that no that redo like you're gonna be with someone who respects you and values values you and that's your number one and I, I think that there's so much power in that right like there's there's so much power, I feel like, in reclaiming your voice, reclaiming so many things, your confidence, your voice, your, your body, right, as a whole, your mind. And yeah, I, I love that for you. That's so amazing. That's so good. I love that. And I, I'm definitely going to share that on, on a post uh, because I think so many people would find value and comfort in that that it's okay to hit reset and it's also okay to to navigate your your sex life your sexual wellness your life for you not for what your parents think not for what your friends think like you mentioned like your friends were always like oh when are you gonna when are you gonna lose it when you gonna give it up right no but and not for what society thinks but the fact that you're finding that power for yourself um so yeah it's really really awesome and I guess my last question or topic is disclosure and how was that um I know you did disclose to your parents and like some of your friends but how how was the disclosure piece um for you um it was very much mixed I feel um I still haven't you know disclosed it you know to my mom mm -hmm. um mainly because I didn't really know how she would react and I didn't really I wasn't in the right space like headspace to find out so I just never really um told her about it but with my friends for the most part you know, they, you know, were, they were like, you know, I'm here for you. If you ever need to talk about it, um, I'm here for you. Um, there was one instance, and this was, I feel like the very first moment where I realized my boundaries go beyond my, um, whatever romantic partners I have. Mm -hmm. um, and I did have one friend who kind of joked about it a little bit at one point. Um, and I just sat there and I saw it. I saw it was like through text and I was like looking at it and I was kind of like, how do I like, I, how do I attack this? Like, I don't like confrontation. I don't like um, making people feel bad, but it was, 
something that didn't sit right with me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's a big part of like, <sighs> where my, um, like, you know, boundaries come in is like, if, if it doesn't sit right with you, like, you need to cut it off. Like you need to cut it off right there. Um, so I, that was like the first time I feel like I ever kind of said, Hey, don't joke about that. That made me uncomfortable. Um, and you know, from that point, she was just like, okay, you know, I'm sorry, you know, won't happen again. And it hasn't. Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like in general, the situation kind of showed me what boundaries or lack thereof I had with everything around me, like with, you know, my family, my friends, um, the types of like the amount of work I'd take in, um, the, the amount of favors I do for people. Um, it just really, it really, really just translated into every single thing I did. Um, and I think that I'm a lot better at, you know, setting boundaries at this point, but, um, it wasn't apparent until that situation. Mm-hmm. And what are some ways that you set boundaries for yourself now? Um, well, if I don't feel like going somewhere or doing something, I just kind of say no, <laughs> um, if I don't, you know, if I don't have the time to help out, cause I'm a very, I like to help. I like to help. I love to help like my friends. Um, but a lot of times I would, you know, say, yeah, you know, I'm available to help. And I would have a million other things on top of that, um, that I had to do for myself. And now, you know, before I agree to anything, I kind of check before I, you know, just say, yeah, sure. You know, I'm, let me just drop everything, you know? Um, It was just a lot of, you know, it was just a lot of like little things, a lot of little boundaries that I didn't know were like boundaries that I had to set, but I needed to set. Absolutely. And I have two reflective questions that I asked my guests. Uh, One thing that I've been taught in therapy over the last couple of months has been about catering to, towards my inner child and talking to little Taylor and supporting little Taylor as much as she needs. And so I wanna ask you, what would you say to little Carrington? And whether if you had to write a letter or she was right in front of you, what are some words or, or things you would do for her? That's a big one. Um, dang. Okay. Um, wow. I feel like if Lil Carrington were, you know, in front of me right now, I would tell her that she is so much more than what she thinks she's worth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like she, Lil Carrington wouldn't have believed that, you know, um, I feel like a lot of times, you know, you're kind of told what you deserve and younger me definitely internalized every single thing that people made me feel like I was like deserving of, which honestly wasn't a lot. And I would tell her that she can literally do 
and be and have whatever she wants yes but it it really all starts from like inside herself it really starts there it's nobody is going to tell her what you know what she's deserving of this world is cruel and it sucks you know she has to be her number one supporter her number one fan and just know that she deserves ever like she's gonna have the things that she wants but she needs to believe it because wow yeah that was a big one that was a big question um wow think about that (laughs) another question okay what is one piece of advice or a takeaway or maybe a lesson that you would like to share with the listeners it could be to someone who may be going through something similar someone who may be supporting a friend who's gone through something similar or maybe to a provider a protector like a parent or a grandparent or guardian but what is something that you would share with them no matter what the media tells you your situation is valid so it doesn't matter if you know what happened was you know first base or it was third base if that was something that was out of your autonomy like it matters and it if it affects you it matters and don't let anyone ever tell you that what you went through wasn't a big deal because if it affected you it was Carrington, do you have anything else to add or share? Um, yeah. Let's get this money. I, I'm sorry. I was trying to think. Yeah, let's get this money. I so appreciate you for coming on and just sharing a bit about you and what makes you, you and what also how you have grown from this situation and just being open and being able to share so many things. And like I said in the beginning, finding the joy in the negative space. I think you admire that um, with you and you just being able to find comfort and happiness and laughter through the dark times. So thank you so much for popping on. And hope to see you soon. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into Tay Talks this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and be sure to tune in next week. If you have any updates, advice, stories, any tea you want to share with me, feel free to follow me at Tay Talks on Instagram and 
send me your messages. Stay safe.